He's pretty. He's pretty insane, though. That guy. Who he makes, he makes a lot of sense. What did you ask me about him? Is he rich? Oh, you asked me if he's rich. Yeah. Probably, but the the foundation that that guy created, like it started in his his town in India, where people started like surrounding him because he had wise things to say, and he went through some kind of transformational thing, and then. Uh, there was no trees in the village, so they just started planting trees, and then they ended up, they've planted like 30 million trees or something like that up to this point. They have nine million, his, his uh, foundation has nine million volunteers. So I don't care what you say about the guy. I don't care what you say about any human being. If you have nine million volunteers in your foundation that's cleaning up rivers and planting trees and... He, he goes to like a lot of the world organizational, like what what are we going to do meetings with the world type thing. He's at him talking at those things. So he's not a like one of those, uh, uh, you know, making a bunch of money off. Of, like what was that uh, yoga guy that uh, started oh, yeah. <laughs> banging all his, yeah, yeah, his yeah. yoga people? What was that guy? Oh, uh, oh. Shit. Kinmar? Or, uh... no. So for anyone listening, we're talking about Sadhguru. Uh, and the guy that I'm trying to reference is the guy that got, uh, the guy that got nailed with like all those sexual assault charges, assault charges and everything. Yeah. And Bikram, Bikram, yeah, Bikram, Bikram, yeah. Bikram. Bikram, yeah. So this Bikram guy's, yoga. this guy's not a Bikram guy, at least. I mean, maybe it is part, like I was saying to you before, maybe it is part of some like 8,000 year old con, like the Indian culture is the oldest lasting culture from what I've heard and from what I've seen, it's the oldest, like the, like the, when ancient Egypt was going on, India was the same culture that it is now in a lot of ways, like all the, the new technology, American Western civilizations kind of gone on both sides and like fucked with shit a bit. But the actual Indian culture, like they're, you know, the, how they operate is like 8,000 years old. So it's the oldest thing. So when I say 8,000 year old con, these kind of spiritual guys may have some sort of 8,000 year old con, right? That they've been doing that. Like they know how to either way, if it's a con or not, it makes a lot of sense, which a good con would make a lot of sense. But on the flip side, they're planting 30 million trees and fixing rivers and like doing everything that seems good. And the whole point is to kind of bring a human consciousness up and like, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing bad going on there. It seems so is the guy rich Probably. I don't like, know. Does he own his own house or does he have like I don't a, know. A I don't, temple I've never, or... I've that's never, what I'm saying. Like, obviously, YouTube's going to be paying for that. Yeah. Like, I've never and seen... And for paying him well, for those amount of views. So well, it's it not him. He, it's the foundation that everything goes to. Well, yeah, but then to. he's going to take that money and then reinvest it into that organization. Yeah. Everything goes to what they're doing. Or everything does he goes. keep that? Um, I don't know. And how grow much, up personal. Well, you don't get 9 million uh, volunteers and all the things they're doing, which cost hundreds of millions of dollars. Like to plant 30 million trees, for example, that costs whatever a tree costs times 30 million plus the people, which are most are volunteers or things like that. Uh, so the shit they're doing costs extreme amounts of money. You try making a difference like that. Well, look at Bikram. He, this, he, he only had small seminars. Well, 500 were some of his seminars, but that guy was making a shitload of money. Yeah, the difference. And he's got to have yeah, way the, more followers than Bikram did. The difference is, is that this guy seems to be on a on a 12 months a year 365 days on just like con from place to place teaching his thing like he's not 
uh, sitting in in his mansion half of the year, like you know, like this guy's on a on a he's going from place to place to place, then he's at the next place, then he's at this world conference speaking, and then he's da da da. He's just moving. Like he doesn't seem like he's running a yoga uh, business and and spiking. You know, what I mean, getting a mm-hmm. huge yoga thing and sitting at his mansion and and trying to assault some of the hot yoga girls that he has working for him. Like this guy doesn't seem, this guy doesn't seem to be that kind of dude, not from what they're doing to the accomplishments that this, that the, that his foundation has is unreal. It's unbelievable. 9 million, put, wrap your head around that. 9 million volunteers, mm-hmm. 9 million volunteers, not followers, volunteers, like mm-hmm. actively out of their jobs full time. That's wild. It's insane. There's only 32 million people in Canada. So a third of Canada, he's got volunteering their entire time towards the movement of bringing consciousness and doing the right things. All that makes me think of is the church. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's to me, it's different. This seems a bit different in a way. I'm not Um, saying it's not different, but it makes me think of the same kind of thing like that. Not that it is uh, not that it is the same, but it needs to be questioned and thought of you know like yeah. anything else it everything. should be thought of and questioned yes you got to be skeptical about everything no not that i even remotely think that it's a scam but it's the same it, it, just, things need to be looked at questioned thought of you know yep for sure absolutely but like the like i can see where you're coming from you've got like uh like a smirky, like, is he a Bikram type guy? <laughs> He's probably a Bikram type guy. That's like where you're coming. And I'm trying to like semi-defend it. Yeah. I don't know this guy's whole life story or anything. Yeah. And I, uh, but I know a lot. Like I've I've researched a lot about this guy, listened to a lot of his stuff, read what they're doing, da-da-da, like a bunch. I hate fucking read this, that. But many, many, many hours in different forms on this guy. And it seems pretty legit. I just generally question things. There's a little anyway. Bikram in everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst quote I've ever heard. Oh, There's, my God. You that's can't. funny. There's a little Bikram in that's everybody. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Oh, my God. If that's the case, we're, <laughs> there is. we're all in trouble. We're all in trouble. Whether you're aware of that or not and how you manage that is a different story. Jesus. <laughs> There's a little Bikram in everybody. <laughs> that should be the title of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, that's hot yoga, I think. Yeah, yeah hot yoga. That's yeah. what it turned into. Yeah. yeah, but he was a liar too. He said he treated uh, that president and all that, all that shit too, and he gave him a pass on his green card. And yeah, th- and this this guy out. would say this guy's like thing on yoga. Like he goes back to like how yoga is an ancient practice for. Like, uh, just, but like not body, like, uh, it's like a science. It's not like a religion. Yoga is not like a religion. This is how he talks about it. Yoga is no science. not telling you to believe anything. It's an actual scientific, like science that the culture developed to, you know, position your body in certain ways and increase your flexibility to be more receptive to life around you. Right. To be more conscious. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you get caught and like tight and bundled up and your mind's all crazy and this you're just going to go off and do stuff due to your like your little mind but the more flexible you get and the more um you know like yoga these positions you put yourself in and and whatever you just become more receptive to 
life. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a horrible job of explaining and butchering it, but uh, yeah, the the <laughs> stuff he talks about, like actual yoga, like ain't like ancient Indian yoga, like yoga yoga, is insane. It's and it makes t- completely perfect sense. It makes a hundred percent sense. There's no religion about it. There's no. It's not a religious thing. It's a you know. It's a, a improve your body functions, your flexibility, your awareness of your mind that's constantly going on crazy all the time. It's you know what I mean, like. Well, we had that discussion because remember I was telling you about even when we and him used to do yoga, and then even though you would hold that pose and she would tell you to breathe in and out, and then I would do it, and then two seconds later my body would be super tense mm-hmm. and then I wouldn't be breathing at all. So just flexing that out and then being aware of your mind constantly going everywhere and then your body's tensing up because your mind's going everywhere. That release is so Yeah, the fact alone that you amazing. can't tell your your body to do something for one... Like, you can't tell your body to do something for five seconds and forget about that and have it continue to do that thing for that five seconds. Mm-hmm. One second later, it forgets and... Is, has a complete disconnect between what you've told it to do and what it's going to do. So you mean then you're like kind of unconscious again? Yeah. You're just kind of going Within off. one second of right. any anything right. you tell your body to do. Right. Without that focus all the time. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's such a deep topic. I know. That it's it's so hard to like crack into. Yeah. But it's super deep. It's awesome though. Yoga is awesome. Yeah. I miss yeah. doing yoga. Yeah. I want to start doing it again for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's saying though, this guy's like, yeah, yoga, yoga, whatever, but it's not just about movements and physicality mm-hmm. either. Whereas he's saying the, that here has kind of butchered it a little bit because they've made it all just about exercise, mm-hmm. which is okay to some extent, but there's a whole nother side of the science, mm-hmm. the ancient science of, of yoga that is apparently amazing in tons of different ways. Just even being able to shut your brain off while you're doing that yoga. Like, that training of the yoga helps to do that. That's why I want to start doing it. That's the hardest part I have with it. My brain just constantly goes and goes and goes. But when we were doing that yoga, I at least had some relief, even for that small fraction of time. But it was well worth it. Mm. You had some relief in, like, day-to-day? Just, like, even just in that moment of doing that yoga to then apply it later on in that day. Mm-hmm. But I didn't pursue it long enough. But I bet you if I did pursue it long enough, it would have helped with the day-to-day mm. to train mentally to release that. Yeah, the one the one point that he makes that's interesting is, like, the analogy he gives is he's like, you know, the old antennas you used to have on top of a house when you had the antenna to get the TV to come in? He's like, if the antenna was off just a little bit or, like, you had a big windstorm and it just moved the antenna a little bit, no TV, nothing coming in. But then you go up and you... You kind of fix it a little bit and you get it here. It doesn't work here. Nothing just right. And the whole everything pours right into your house. He's saying that if you hold your your physiology in a certain way, you can be if you just get it right, there's a receptiveness to life that you don't currently have through your five senses. That's the depth of it. Mm-hmm. Right. You have you have your five senses, your um what are the five senses? Touch, sight, hearing. What are the other two? Taste. Thoughts, taste, whatever. Thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe thoughts like everyone. I don't know the five. You missed sound. 
the one thing we're dealing with right I now. I did hearing, here. didn't I? Oh, maybe. Anyway, so the outside of the <laughs> outside of the five senses, and then you could clearly think my like, five senses aren't working. You could think like, because uh, no one no one really knows what we are here at the end of the day. Like we, you don't know what we are, do you? I don't know what we are. You don't know where you're going when you die. No, who does? Maybe who knows I do. where we're going? Maybe I do. Maybe know. you do. I don't know. You should share that information. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> But nobody knows, right? What is it? Where? What's the universe? Is there an end of the universe? What's outside of this? You know, there's solar systems and there's stars and this, and the universe is like expanding at the speed of light, apparently. But what's outside of that? And where do we go when we die? There's no, we don't have answers to any of these questions, and it's like stuff that the act, the human mechanism can't understand through its five senses, and the whole idea behind yoga, whether like I said, it might be an eight eight thousand year old con, and they just play on this this non knowing. Or there could be something there, which is what they're pointing at, that there is an, uh, you can have an ability to have a sense that you don't currently have. And when you're caught up with this, uh, with these five senses, caught up with these five senses and, you know, wherever the world and the situations are going and holding humanity collectively in, there may be something outside of that. And he's saying all these ancient sciences over thousands of years were built to putting the body and mind and your energies in a type of way that you could be receptive to this other sense of kind of what's the source of life, like what consciousness is and what this, like have a sense of it. You have a, the ability to actually sense it and, and sense what else is here, that what else that none of us know anything about. No one knows, right? You don't know where we're going, where we are, where we came from, what no one knows. Nobody knows. That type of thought when I go down that rabbit hole, which I think we should all do more. But when I go down that hole, it's like it's the equivalent of like thinking about the expanse of space, you know, like it's the same thing. Like yeah. you, you can't there's no you can't you can't like it's not you can't there's no mind. You that can't can, quantify it. No, there's no way. No, no. But it is so. I, I could spend I spend hours in my own thoughts just thinking about that same thing. Yeah. You know. And why would this be able to understand it? Look what we came from evolutionarily, if anybody believes in evolution in the first place. But like, <laughs> you better watch that. You got to watch what you're saying. But evolutionarily, <laughs> evolutionarily, evolutionarily, right? We're like a step up from monkeys, right? That's what we were, and their DNA changed, and now we're human beings. It's just a, it's the most complex machinery on the planet. Like it's an extremely complex biological system that humans are, but it still just was a monk. You know what I mean? It's why should it understand the whole, how could it? But anyway, it's like a, they're pointing at like a non-physical thing that you're able to, to sense through years of yoga and this and that. I don't know. Like I said, it could be an 8,000 year old con. Imagine where, where we'll be in another hundred years. Like technologically? No, like with our our mind's ability. Yeah, well, I don't think the, like, I, I could be wrong, but my initial, like, thought to that is that our minds haven't really changed. Like, if you went back to ancient Egypt, for example, and sat in the Colosseum before the show started, yes, it was fucking horribly archaic, but a lot of people thought it was archaic. They didn't go to those games. They think it's just archaic, right? But if you were in the in the stands of the Colosseum in Rome, uh, or in Egypt or whatever, I switched to Rome, 
before the show started, you'd be sitting there talking with this and that. The guy would be bringing bread down. It'd be exactly like today. Exactly like today. The brain hasn't changed that much. Technology's taken a, a spurt, mm-hmm. but the brain hasn't changed too much. Maybe it maybe it has with the like symbiotic relationship we have with our devices now. Like the brain is more capable through that device. Like your brain is capable of doing way more maybe than 100 years ago it was doing because you have that. So your symbiotic relationship with your technology makes your brain better. Yeah, so that's kind of the thing I mean is like it's going to take te- – technology is going to be the next thing that ha- somehow taps into our brain. That I wouldn't say that makes your brain better, but it makes your progress better. In yeah. production. Well, unless they hook it to your brain. That's like, what I mean. Like unless you got to that stage, like then it's must, a Well, that's story. what he's yeah. working on now, that Neuralink yeah. thing. I yeah. think we already talked about that. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. He's looking at like the chip, the computer, like a phone, but in a small thing, and then connects. they connect it to your like neurons in your brain or whatever. They connect it to your brain, and then you can use it, access it mm-hmm. like you could your phone, except with your phone you have to do it with your finger. With, your, with, your, with this Neuralink, you could do it with your mind, which like we were talking about before is – like a hundred times quicker because you can think way faster and do things way faster in your head than you can to physically to change it into words and yeah. and then outwardly do it. So you mm-hmm. could do stuff so much like you could r- probably write a book in a matter of a few hours, you know, yeah. or if, or a couple days. You could write a whole book with your neural link, right? Putting it, piecing it, it remembers it. Then you you know you'd be so fast with it. I don't know, it's crazy. So then that would enhance your brain, right? The yeah. technology would enhance the brain. That would at that stage. Yeah. But then the fear there is that you start losing like uh, some sort of conscious, I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The Then you're getting way thing. deep yeah. in on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we're not even us anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. We just absorb into the, the I don't machines. know. I don't know why with all the, you know, sci-fi movies and all the stuff that comes out ever, somehow the one that's sits in my mind the most is uh the the will smith one uh, i robot i robot yeah. i don't know why that was a good movie that's exactly that how movie. i picture when that day comes that's how it's happening right there yeah yeah that'd be pretty nutty that's exactly where we're going we're building I know, i'm trying to remember robots. like the whole movie we're building fleets of robots yeah they're they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're gonna take over. This guy would say it's this Sadhguru guy would say it's a good thing in a way because then it gives you more time to focus on dealing with your crazy situations. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, with this whole COVID thing, everybody's like not us because we're busy, but everybody else is locked down. And so everybody's going like suicide is up as the highest it's ever been. Suicide. Really? Yep. Highest it's ever been. That. I haven't heard anything. Like insane, about it. insane. Uh, and I don't know the exact number. See, this is where we need uh, Matilda. 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 <laughs> Matilda to bring up the, the, the stat. stats. But uh, yeah, apparently I've heard a bunch of, bunch of different places that suicide's up quite a bit. It, it, that boggles my mind. Well, it's, yeah, but you're not, you're not, you're not going through. Right. Anything I, like I the would nor- never like the say that I'm in somebody else's shoes because yeah. I'm not. Well, you're but, busy. We're busy. Yeah. But I, I still can't understand. Like people, even people that I know that are as busy as I am, 
where we are and have the same amount of friendships and the same lifestyle, same everything. And uh, granted, that's all on the surface. You never know what somebody's going through, whatever. But they, are, I still hear them complaining or saying like, oh, I, I got to get out to dinner. Like, I, I just, I have to get out to have a dinner on a Friday night. Like, my life, it, like, I'm, I'm depressed, blah, blah, this, that, and the other. And I'm thinking, like, what are you missing? What are you missing right now? Yeah, sure, I'm not talking about the people that have lost jobs and this and that. That's not what I'm talking about. The others. Wouldn't you feel like that, though, if you didn't, like, like you guys go to you guys go out for dinner with friends quite a bit, right? We're not in we're not in a crazy lockdown area here. We got a little bit no, less. We're out in the country and whatever. I don't go out for dinner. Yeah, but you go to the the uh, the Gabers for <laughs> <laughs> for dinner. Yeah, no, I'm talking restaurants. Like people are fl- like yeah, like going out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I go to pe- friends' houses. Well, that's for what I'm saying. Yeah. Those people are taking the lockdown seriously because they live in the city. And they're scared, right? We're not as scared because uh, we're young and healthy and maybe whatever. We're just not as scared about it and we're busy. But most of the, the majority of the people in the city are super scared. You know, they're the people yelling at you to put your mask on. Like they're f- super scared about everything. So they're taking all the rules and they're staying home and they're not talking to their family except on Zoom and this and that. So they're just in their house. And maybe they're, most people, their jobs are gone, right? Or or let's say their job's not gone, but they're working from home. Now they're just at home. They're just at home. They don't go to see friends because they're pay- paying attention to all the rules. They've got the fear on top of everything. And now they're just stuck at home. Yeah, that's what I don't understand is this whole concept simply that, stuck at home. What yeah. does that mean, stuck at home? It means because of the, the, the fear of the situation and what they've been told by the government and everybody around them and especially in a jammed areas that you need to stay home so they have to stay home so now they can't go out they can't go have dinner with friends three or four nights a week or even two nights a week or even one night a week they don't go anywhere they're just stuck in their house it's like isolation the worst thing you can do to somebody in prison is put them in in isolation yes but so it's like isolating people yeah the i'm not talking about the actual rule itself that's separate like being told you can't go somewhere or do something is one thing i have my own opinions on that what i'm saying is uh not like being stuck at home in that you like you can't go to a restaurant right now or anything like that so what like so what what's wrong with being stuck at home the way the rules enforced and how it came about and why it is and blah blah that's a whole nother thing. I'm just yeah. saying it is that. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I guess it's like just, I could uh, stay in my own I'm not a hermit, but I could stay in my own house and Yeah, a lot of these people have nothing like there's nothing going for them. I'm trying to I'm I, I'm not I'm just trying to look at the difference between I don't have an opinion. I'm just trying to look at the difference between your situation and one of these other people. Like a lot of these people don't have much going for them other than their work and what they did at nights or on the weekends. That's their life outside of their work, right? So now they don't have their work. They're, some people don't even have their work at all. Or some people, their work now has moved to home. And now because of the fear they have around the situation where they live, now they can't do the other part of their life, which is, was the only other part of their life that they had, which was going out to the to the restaurant or going out to see their friend or going to their, you know, even to their parents. house. Some people feel like they can't go see their parents. They think they're going to kill their parents. 
Yeah. So it's I, like, I look at it, if anything, as a positive, though. If I'm told I can't... Because the restaurant seems to be the big thing, right? It's the big thing of the restaurants are being closed down and they're being taken from them on one side. And the other side is the people that can't go to them is like, oh, I can't go to the restaurants, blah, blah, blah. But I'm thinking of that as like a positive thing. Like, you're allowed five people at your house or whatever it is. That's a good thing that you can't go to the restaurant and now you're increasing... Uh, the the social the in person social aspect of having people at your own house, like it, it reminds me of. It, yeah, but these people. Yeah, exactly. For sure, I agree. You know what I I'm th- saying? I think so for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great benefit of it. But I think most people don't feel like they can even do that, so they can't have people over to their house. They can't go to other people's houses. So it's just them and their house. But you can do that. You can well. I don't think the rules. You can't were, have you were parties to stay at your house. home, right? You there can't was a have, period of time where you were only supposed to stay in the people yes, in your right. household. Yes, that was a short period of time. Uh, I don't know what the thing is in the city now. That was a short period of time. Let's face it. Is it we're on lockdown now in the city? I think you're five people max. Five. Right? You just went to another lockdown, including people you live with. So if you live with, if you have seven people living in your house, you can't have any more. I because you're already over the, you can't have anyone come visit you. Like, is it? What is it? There's too many gray areas with it. That's the problem. That's a lot of gray areas. People are but having problems. With w- it. What I'm trying to say is, this is I'm talking about the person that is so deathly afraid from watching the news. Every if you turn the news on right now, COVID. Yeah, number one, shut the news off. Right. So, but but <laughs> I'm talking about like the. I think there's a huge, and that's why suicides are up and, and all turn this Facebook stuff. off and then don't complain. Yeah. 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 Well, if anybody, yeah, if you knew that, hey, this could be used as a time to look inward and, you know, maybe get into yoga yeah, see, or something. This is coming and, right back to the same thing. Yeah. Like, turn the freaking news off, turn the Facebook off, yeah. the TikTok, the yeah. Insta, whatever, the everything. Yeah. Focus on yourself. Yeah. Focus on you using the situation. But then go call your friend. Yeah. Because you got four people in your house, go call your fifth friend that lives down the street and come have an actual conversation, yeah. not over Facebook. Yeah, this yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, I see what Who you're saying. Who cares if you can't go to the like restaurant? Like the potential benefit. Go order. Yeah. Some go barbecue. Yeah, like the the ben- you're saying the benefit for increasing the part of our lives which we seem to have been uh, taken away from because of social media and all that stuff. Equally is a great or opportunity. Or more greatly outweighs the negative. Right. For sure. Right. But the problem is, is that people are so wrapped up in fear. Exactly. That they and would never even think to do that. Not only that, but don't forget that that's se- me separating whether I think that those rules should be there or not. That's a whole separate thing. I'm just saying if that's the way it is, it's not a bad thing. Right. The thing is that fear might kill you faster than actually taking the chance to go out and take that risk too and it's it seems to be proven that that's the case yeah and that that's a that's the the negative effect of this too much lockdown Mm -hmm. is that it's taking a a massive toll on the collective human um psychology or mental health or whatever yeah and suicides are up and everybody's crazy and everybody's living in fear and that's the problem of everybody watching the news and just being told all the negative and then another thing i've been hearing a lot about lately that i've been trying to wrap my mind around is people in my shoes that are saying well you know what don't be depressed or don't be this or that or whatever and 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 there's there's other people like that too but um then having the rebuttal of 
uh, well, you don't realize that you're depressed or it's affecting you and you don't notice it. So that's the whole next thing is like maybe the people that are like me saying, I'm not affected. It's fine. I'm not <clears throat> depressed, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it is affecting me, but I don't know. You're not notice aware it. of it. Yeah. So you're saying maybe it's affecting like you're you feel uh, it's not clearly visibly affecting you as much as some other people, but it could still be affecting that's you subconsciously. Like that's, that's what you're the, saying. That's the, the question, right? Like, yeah, which it very well could be with yeah. how it's screwing up ordering and yeah and doing all that stuff. Yeah, in a sense if you looked at it that way. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, how do you again quanti- quantifying that like that effect? That's nearly like that's impossible to do that. I was scared. I like let's let's be completely. Let me look back. I was scared about it at some point. Like right at the beginning, I was like, "Oh, this could be you know, this could be bad. My business could go completely under." Like I, there was a few. There was a, probably a couple weeks where I was like, "Oh shit, this could be bad." You know, what I mean, I went out and bought a, <laughs> I went out and bought a crossbow and a pellet gun because I was like, "We have to move up north." One. To be fair, I really wanted to buy a crossbow and a pellet gun. So it kind of was like a, one of those things, but I still did it and I wouldn't have done it if COVID wasn't going on. So I was like, Oh, if we have to move up to mom and dad's up North and, you know, shoot some squirrels or some birds to get some food, you know, like I was thinking like that <laughs> oh my God. for a couple of weeks, you know, but then where so you're did... the one of the ones I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like you guys, if, if you guys were completely honest with yourselves, I'm, pretty sure if you thought back you may have been a little bit worried at a certain point in it i never was no never no once no wow i said if it's gonna come it's gonna come and then so we're fucked I. anyways i was never worried so if it's it. gonna happen what's, like the, a, what's the point in overdulging about it when it's if it's inevitable if something's gonna happen or inevitable if something's not that's a good way to look at it and i think that's where like after then my, it consumes you yeah. if you start yeah. panicking and that's what's yeah. happening is everybody's panicking and now it's consuming them and now people are offing themselves like right right and I, I think I got to that point really quickly. So I had my little like nervousness about it, and then shot I just, your bows, and then you're good. For a bit. Yeah, like <laughs> mo- mostly it was probably around the business and everything. I thought it was going to tank the business, right? Yeah, everything that's I'm, everything I'm working on. Yeah. Uh, so I had that couple weeks, and then I, I just went in. Whereas you went to that right away. You're like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I'm just going to keep. You know, that's super like good you hopped over the the hurdle the hurdle of of mm. getting scared about it and then just staying scared about yeah it, it doesn't so mean many you go and like door handles and shit yeah, but yeah you you still take your precautions yeah. just in case yeah. but you're not gonna let it yeah. consume you yeah just so everyone listening you guys aren't fucking anti-maskers or something no. you wear your fucking mask when you <laughs> yeah. go in every you guys abide by all the things and do take the precautions but you didn't perpetuate your own mental fear stress and anxiety issues but if because it you realize that it is it is what it is in a way. But if it wasn't mandatory to wear a yeah. mask, if it wasn't mandatory, I probably wouldn't wear a mask. If it wasn't mandatory, yeah, I I feel like if it wasn't mandatory, I I maybe might it might also consider it. But then unless it, I was in it, maybe a clustered area, the or reason cer- I wouldn't certain circumstances. Yeah, the reason I wouldn't is your what you, which I've been thinking about since you said it on like a couple podcasts ago. The net zero thing. The reason I would keep wearing it is just to to keep that net zero between everybody between everybody. Yeah. It's just a respect thing. You know, yeah. they're fearful. So don't, don't no fucking panic. poke them by not. We're just wear the fucking yeah. thing. You know what I mean? If they're, if they're stuck in a fearful thing and, and the mask thing came, came down, like you could wear it or you couldn't wear it, but everyone was still wearing it. 
for a little while I might wear it because if I noticed the majority of people around me were still wearing it, it would be like, you know, or if it started causing conflict when I took it off, then I would just wear it. Why would I, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, but it's somebody, annoying when you yeah. go to order something and you say it three fucking times and you go, can I, I get know. a medium double double? And they go, sorry, I can't hear you. Now they got a plastic fucking screen in front of you. They got their mask. No, the worst. They got all the people in the background yelling, uh, I need a, a bagel with cream cheese. And they're yelling all the shit. And then I pull it down to go double double. And they go, sir, I can't take your order unless you put your mask on. Yeah. I'm like, you can't fucking hear me. No, worse than that is the opposite. When you say it three times like that and, then the, <laughs> and, the, or, and you can't hear them. And then they pull their mask down and go, sir, I couldn't hear what you're saying. And spit everything off. <laughs> and then you do it. And then Why they tell did you, you even have it on in the first place? Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. if you're going to panic because you can't hear me and I'm going to go like this for two seconds, like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, there's some things you got to take into account for it. The other it day, happens every time I go to Tim Warren's. The other I do it. It's, just, it's a fucking The annoying. other day I was at the bank and I go. So I go through the drive thru now and don't go in majority like 99 percent of the time yeah. so i don't have to wear my mask and I deal know. with that circumstance yeah. yeah exactly the other day i was at the bank and uh i was just the bank today they're uh, they're they're, they're, it's they're the worst. yeah they're, it's the worst. Uh, they're like sir can you please sanitize your hands and i'm like <laughs> i don't plan on touching shit in here just take my check yeah <laughs> that i've already touched for days not sanitizer <laughs> i don't plan on dipping yeah. the whole thing in sanitizer so whatever's on it you're getting anyway yeah so let's just use a little bit of common sense here number one number two when i show <laughs> when i show up to the uh cashier and i gotta go through like six different bank accounts and and figure out what's what i need face id for that because i'm not going to sit there punching codes in here you'll be with the 17 person lineup that's outside behind me and the minus 20 outside doesn't isn't having that. So I pull my mask down and put my face ID <laughs> yeah, <but this> is <laughs> into your phone. Oh, into your phone for your thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you see them all through all like the <laughs> whole row of cash. He was like, look at you. Like, yeah. Oh my god! He took his mask down. <laughs> but that's stupid, though. They they get <laughs> He's you. an anti-mask. Did, did you hold your breath at least, asshole? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Listen, they get you to to sanitize in every fucking place you go. But is there anybody cleaning the gas station nozzles ever? Oh, do you see anybody cleaning it? That's and they're the, making such actually, a big deal about it. Let me just it. say this. And then there's no sanitizer in there to sanitize. That like, that's funny. Those you are say never that. getting clean. That's funny you say that because that's the one thing. Like I don't have any paranoia about COVID, but for some maybe it's because I had this long before and i know you have the same thing even before COVID, long yeah. before covid yeah the one thing i've been sketched out since covid started is freaking gas nozzles yeah yeah i was I, sketched out about that i too for always a while. put a glove on to touch those one yeah. there okay so there you go you, now you know but we used to do that worried. before covid i did it before that but then before, i'm thinking oh, okay. if i gotta oh, like because yeah. it's the oh, one no th- way yeah it's the one thing you, they never clean them yeah i've always wow di- so for for germaphobes to have your point of view is even more extraordinary actually but because like you guys are already germaphobes yeah so you guys are probably just like you know what this is way too much so fuck it well it's the one thing that you gotta like (laughs) i can't even my brain will break if i start worrying about this money you can touch with the tips of your fingers like not that it makes it better it's like a psychological thing right Right, money yeah that thing you have to holster interact machine you can even touch with (laughs) or or even better you take your card a different card and hit the numbers with that i do that all the time yeah but the freaking gas nozzle you gotta like 
full five it like you know yeah. and they took yeah. all the fucking automatic oh, clickers I off. hate that <laughs> so why the fuck when they just put all those there's back a, on you know, in the middle you know of the there's a couple stations that still have it they, there yeah. is a couple when they yeah. have that I'm just like I, uh, I will never I'm come so to another gas station other again. than that one like you know in the states when I drove down to Florida the states all the gas stations have they yeah. wouldn't dare take those off the yeah. nozzles here this is a fucking Canadian yeah, thing Quebec too Quebec because they have it's it so cold yeah, yeah you can't they keep those like, on why why yeah why you take the nut? Why? Well, they don't want you to walk <laughs> away from it and everything. Yeah, what's up? What's up with that? <laughs> what? Well, if you're Wait. walking away from it, then you should lose your fucking license. Oh, oh, it's but it has an auto click thing anyway. If it doesn't work, then that's their fault. But those yeah, should just be put click. on. Yeah. Yeah. Even but like <laughs> pre even pre COVID, who wants to hold that fucking thing for that long? If they at least had it as like a a why is the, first of all why is the gas nozzle this anyways? Why is it not yet like face ID? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why not? That's the last thing to go. The oil companies—they're trying oh, to God, keep get... it the same. Oh, it's horrible. It's, it's height insane. of height of COVID, Hi, like height of COVID. Maybe right after I got like out of my crazy stage about it, like like my really scared stage. I went to the gas station. Did the gas thing? It was that right at the point where I stopped wearing gloves or anything, so I just was like, "Fuck it." And then I got back in the car and started like not thinking because I started talking to Joy and I started eating Doritos. Oh my god! And that's I licked my finger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and as I was licking like the third one, I was like, and I realized that I hadn't sanitized my hands since oh the gas god, station. Oh god, that's giving me. Yeah. That was like just thinking about that. But yeah. the worst is when you know you're, you're. You're like you were on the road. We're like working hard. We got to get a cheeseburger, right? And you just filled up gas, but you so then you plan in your head whether to get the cheeseburger first or not because you know you got to get gas. At least that's how I do it. I know that might be crazy, but right? <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I got to get the gas first. Eat, uh, then I get the cheeseburger, and you got to just <laughs> chew it. Uh, you hold as much wrapper as you can. <laughs> <laughs> to not touch it after you gassed up because you know you had to use both hands. Yeah, one, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So you, you, and you <laughs> nibble it around and you keep moving it around inside the wrapper to chew it and then you get the last piece. It's like, oh, it's gone and I didn't have to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Eating that much of a chore, eh? Yeah. It's like that, that t- added. That's like yeah. that time we rolled the turf up and then we got in the car and, and oh. I fucking rub my eye and you're oh. like, that's, <laughs> you're like, that's direct inside contact. Like I was like, right that is, you just eye. touched inside your body. <laughs> People <laughs> spit and they're that's like, pink eye. Oh. Oh. that's the grossest place. And then for an the hour world. and a half, two hour car ride, I'm just going like this, like every two seconds. Cause I think it's there. Like something's there. They got mud butts rubbing on there. <laughs> spit, blood, yeah. probably shit. Yeah. Oh. Like who knows that carpet. What's track? That soccer out, yeah. turf. Twelve years of Does it just ever get people washed? forking in it. Never. Oh, not. It gets no. that clean and vacuum thing that you tried that no, one time. No, I mean but that's washed. Yeah. No, vacuum. it doesn't get washed. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So when you get done rolling that stuff and your hands on the bottoms yeah. where it all leaks to the, it's gross. Yeah. And I feel sick for a few days every. You after, had every me time. do that one yeah, time. Yeah. You never told me about the disease. You wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse than COVID. <laughs> yeah, probably. It probably is. Actually, that probably keeps you healthy. Our immune systems are probably that we. Oh, I read some on yeah. Facebook the other day. Oh, what was it? It said something about um, this is why our uh, uh, our immune systems are so s- strong. It was some kids in the barn or whatever. And I'm thinking like, yeah, that probably is why I don't get sick. 
just being exposed to all that. I know, yeah. you know. Yeah, I had a conversation sure. with somebody else. It's like they, they say not to put too much sanitizer in your hand because it kills all the good that. bacteria yeah. that's on your hand that helps your body with immune system, all that shit, blah, blah, blah. So now with putting everybody in lockdown, their bodies are not still adapting to those general bacteria. So now it's going to be even worse afterwards. Hmm. Their their bodies yeah. are just going to be overwhelmed yeah. with bacteria when they start to go and touch everything again. Yeah, yeah. I, they're not getting little doses to keep their immune system at, at yeah. like on the thing. It's immune system just kind of at rest sitting yeah. at home. And then chilling. they're going to go out and hit one little thing that their body could have handled yeah. otherwise. I'm pretty just... sure I put sanitizer on about three times since COVID started. <laughs> well, that's the really? difference of yeah. like pre-COVID. Well, I've always had it. sanitizer pre-COVID and I still have it today. Right, right. Same right. with Jesse. Jesse's the same way. I don't mind if you get the pump one and you put the pump one like in your door. It's just like Susie getting you just, just have it. Pump. But is it gel or is it? I no, it's just gel. that. It's just that you can get well, foam or gel, gel whatever yeah, you, you want. Get the gel. Just choose what you want. Yeah, it just goes away. It's like uh, it's not like moisturizer or sunscreen. No, that's oh, bad. That's even worse. That's the bad <laughs> stuff. The cakes. That's but the this thing, it just goes away. It's nice. Your hands are clean. It dries. No, they're it's not like clean. Dry. They're not clean. It's ninety-nine percent germ removal. Says who? Says the bottle. Says that's not if it's a. Nine thousand year old myth. Uh, hey, four four out of five. Four out of five <laughs> dentists recommend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like every other toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty well established scientifically that a good sanitizer. Who are you going to believe? A bunch of germs. Oh yeah. Well, when you do get into not believing. Yeah, like, you know what's better? Mainstream go. science. It's a little, no, no. <laughs> then, it, then we get into the whole fucking um, conspiracy theory <laughs> realm. Yeah. How does it work when you sanitize after your gas fill up, and then you rub your nose, pick your nose, whatever you're gonna do, lick your hand, and then go shake somebody else's hand? How does that work? Well, you're not supposed to be shaking hands right now for one. Right, but it happens. Yeah. Or you yeah. go touch the Interact machine because they haven't stopped that. We're brothers. Were yeah. we raised different to not pick yeah. your nose and shake someone's hand? Yeah. I'm saying it's these just things uh, happen. There's kids. There's the I, the <laughs> idea. People. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the idea of everybody using sanitizer more often is definitely going to minimize the amount of germs everywhere. But like he said – there may be that alternate effect where you're killing good bacteria and then all that. Who knows? But uh, so, so what's I better? Think, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, you know what I think is better. Just uh, it is what it is. We'll I think it's it yeah. I think it's uh, I think the precautions are good. Like for, I just think we everybody got way too scared about it right up front. The whole it just got like blown up, and then everybody you can't just from a blow up and then the whole the whole planet knows about the blow up. You can't just go, Oh, it's not a blow up anymore. You have to kind of backtrack it slowly. Right. But at the beginning it was just a huge blow up. And now it's like, we're trying to whittle it back down to, okay, it's not that serious, but we had to think it was that. If, if it was actually potentially something serious, right. That's the other thing you kind of got to think of is that if there was a serious pandemic, right. That was killing mass amounts of young people. Right, like some of the big plagues in history or whatever. Like if it was killing young people, like targeting and killing young people, like all of us, young people running around, kids, that was just killing them. It would be like, that That would be unbelievable, right? So at this point, we are, we're definitely globally not prepared for this thing. It's like the most, apparently one of the most mismanaged things in human history. We've so badly mismanaged it. So if anything, it's a, it's, if anything, and to me, it's like the perfect scenario to prepare 
us globally for a bad pandemic in the future. The, you to, think that anybody's prepared for that? Well, as uh, a, you think systematically, anybody? yeah, systematically, like the way the hospitals are, like nobody was thinking about a pandemic. What I'm saying is, is that if if this pandemic, now we got a taste of it. What I'm saying is, is yeah. is if this pandemic was a fuck an actual killer like mortality rate yeah. like killer yeah we were not prepared and we you mismanaged think we're prepared this. now much more so, absolutely much more so than we were before absolutely 100 mm-hmm. percent. all the systems are set in place we know what to do for hospitals we have uh manufacturing lines for masks and all this other stuff of course we're globally more ready for a pandemic than we would have been i would before, say I we're think. more yeah, ready than we were before but yeah if Ebola was we're still not nearly where we would if Ebola was all over North America and like you say it was flesh eating all our dis- mm-hmm. our, our mm-hmm. skins mm-hmm. everywhere like there's no chance. Our skins. <laughs> <laughs> there's no chance there's yeah, no yeah, chance yeah. but I mean depending on the degree uh, we definitely are at least a hundred percent better than we were um, before like look at how we handled this one but now we could handle something like that, or at least no. we could at least attempt to handle something uh, a little more severe than this one. Okay, for example, because the systems are in place. The systems are in place for lockdowns. The systems are in place for fast vaccines. This, we're we're ready. We're we're re- more ready now than we would have been before. We are more ready, but the only difference now is this one was obviously bad, but it's not nearly as bad as you're saying on the scale that it could have been yeah it's so not. when the next one comes around and everybody's already so exhausted now they might not take the next one as seriously and say it's like just a cry gonna... wolf sort of thing yeah exactly yeah, yeah maybe and then people just might be like you know what fuck you maybe. we're not going through this again everybody went well, yeah through so much yeah shit. until everybody until you know everybody who's dying but then it's going to be a panic anyways yeah yeah but at least then you'll have the systems in place to kind of kick it back up again yeah i don't know it, it, there is some some sort of preparation like if you're running a business and all of a sudden something happened to you with your business that you didn't expect, you'd figure out a way to fix it quickly. And yeah. then next time you'd be much more prepared to handle something like that in the yeah. future, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So th- at least there's that uh, from it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where I was going with that. But that's also like maybe this was like a, a trial run, like that discussion. We yeah, had yeah. That's what that's what it seems like. It seems like and I'm not a conspiracy guy. I don't think any of us are conspiracy like conspiracy people. We're not, right? But if got, you were I got to some conspiracies, you got some conspiracies. <laughs> er, yeah. But I mean, it, if there was to be, if, if you were to have a pen, <laughs> if you were to have some sort of situation, like because we know, like look at that. Remember those uh, videos of Obama like five years ago saying that if we don't get prepared for uh, yeah, yeah, a pandemic awesome. situation, da da da, like trying to bring disease. awareness to you. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. So clearly the whole planet and everybody knew we weren't ready for something like that. Clearly we weren't because we mismanaged something that's not even really, it doesn't, it's it's bad, but it's not bad in terms of killing uh, like swaths death of young rate. people, yeah. death rate and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, you know what I mean? But it just seems like if you were to want to uh, get, prepare humanity or prepare globally for future pandemic things. Do you, or do you not agree that this scenario was probably the most, it wasn't, it wasn't not bad enough, but it wasn't too bad. It It, it was exactly right to get the whole global it was prepared. perfect for that you know right? how i know because it, like what are the chances of that perfect so you, and gotta, you know how you know how i know that because when i came out of my front door the other day and i was on my way to work and the neighbor kids come out the door there's like three or four of them and the one goes oh uh pay such and such to his brother or whatever you forgot your mask 
the 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 wherewithal to like it's in it's ingrained already. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's already ingrained yeah, in them. It's ready. It's like it wouldn't take it wouldn't take but a second for yeah. us to go. Okay, we have another serious situation. Everyone would just be like, okay, we know what yeah. to do. The and I'm talking planet. little kids yeah. like this. Yeah, it's it's yeah. already built into them. Where when we were yeah. kids, if somebody said, "Put your mask on," you'd say, "I'm running off yeah. into the forest." Like, you know, like. And that's another thing. Like China, China and, and Japan and and the Asian they they've been doing it. Like remember, like a few years ago, ten years, ago, you'd see uh, Chi- mm-hmm. Asian people with masks on all the time. Yeah, that's a part of their culture because mm-hmm. they dealt with a lot of these outbreaks. They have so many people. They have so many people like congested areas. They would mm-hmm. have these little outbreaks or whatever, I guess. And it's just a custom in the culture t- that when you're sick, mm-hmm. you wear a mask. They mm-hmm. just wear a mask when they're sick, even if they have a little cold. They wear a mask because they don't want to get anyone else sick. Mm-hmm. It's just part of their culture. But they were, and then when that hit China, who has a billion people crammed into like cities of 20, 30 million people, they got, it, it outbroke in China, right? Mm-hmm. I remember my shipping lines there got shut down for about a month. Like I, I get some of my stuff from China and for a month it was shut down. After that, we were in full panic. We just got into full panic, panic. Right after a month, my shipping was right back open. My sourcing agent was like, yep, everything's back up and running. We're all good. The whole country was good, right? Because I think for probably from a major part is that they are already prepared. Mm-hmm. Like now the whole global global community is now prepared in a way mm-hmm. to just like you just said, like the neighbor, just throw the mask on and, you know, we'll contain it. We're, we're more prepared. They were mm-hmm. more prepared. That's got to be why they got over it so mm-hmm. quickly with the sheer amount of people crammed into spaces that they have. Yeah. So... If there's anything that's good, that prob- came out of it. that's probably exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a theory and everything, but oh, like a conscious, like a higher level decision to prepare the glo- global yeah. e- economy yeah. to yeah. be ready for something yeah. like this, like some uh, uh, what, uh, Freemason yeah. type of scenario. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, like, like, yeah, like the thing you think of when you think of them. Like what is this, some Nicholas Cage? Well, there's somebody <laughs> there. There's some group of people. National somewhere. treasure over yeah. here. Yeah. It might be the. It, it might be the World Health Organization. It might be these underground people. Who knows? Somebody had the wherewithal to say, "Let's prepare the globe for the thing." Yeah. Whatever that yeah, thing so is, the but, robot. But, it could be the robots. <laughs> maybe it's again. Maybe it's nothing like that, and we're just like working it out globally, yeah. and, and everything's figuring out. But. Just for fun, hypothetically, if there was some, if there was a group of people that were like, if there was a higher up, you know what I mean, in in countries or the top of countries and government mm-hmm. and this and that, that actually do try to call the shots and and arrange things globally and try to prevent this and that or whatever, and they saw like, why was Obama making a speech about potential pandemics five years ago, right? If the whole like upper global community up there saw that we have a really big, we are actually really not prepared for anything. Uh, pan- like uh, bacterial pandemic wise or whatever, look what China's dealing with right now. What would you do to get ready for it? Mm-hmm. What would you do? You can't just start telling people on the news. Nobody pays attention to the fucking, oh, pandemic. Yeah, fuck. Just like Obama. No one gave a shit. No one paid attention. You can't change anything by just telling people, hey, we might have a thing. Get ready with masks. Who's going to go buy masks? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody's going to get prepared. Hospitals aren't going to get prepared. The whole manufacturing lines and all this stuff and systems aren't going to get prepared. Nothing's going to happen if you just. This was the only way to prepare the globe for future more severe. It's the only way. So that in itself is pretty, uh, you know what I mean? Like, wow. Those higher power are going to take that sacrifice of 
how yeah, many people like have already died people. in a scale to how many people are on the world. It's yeah. like sending the first frontline people to make the impact to change the rest of the war. It's right. the same. It's the same. Right. It's like if we don't if we don't make something happen that will will uh, Bring everybody's be. awareness up and create the systems, manufacturing lines, this, that, government cooperation between countries. If we don't produce something that will create this, when a pandemic comes that's of real severity, the globe's fucked. But whose conscience is that on that now those people have died? Imagine having that con- conscience to make that decision. We're going to do this. It's going to have this outbreak. It's going to kill this many people globally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would just be insane. Whose conscience is that sitting on? If that's yeah. how it works. Yeah, but but if the if the data and did everything, you make that decision? I don't know to better the world. Listen, that's such a hard thing to talk about. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even start to say what I would say because you can't put yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, what like I don't know what else would you if you knew if you knew data like empirically this this could very well happen soon. Like who knows what they know at, at, at that level, and then conspiracy people are gonna go fucking crazy about this. A hell of a lot more than we do. Like I said, sure. this is hypothetical. It's just hypothetical. But if you knew there was, if you were, if there is some sort of higher like community, and you knew data, all the science that's coming in that hey, look, we had an influx in China with this, and we had an influx over here on this part of the world with this sort of thing, and it's looking like something could potentially mutate within the next twenty to thirty years and become something severe like the Black Plague or something like that, and 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 travel through why couldn't it travel back then in black plague areas why because people weren't flying from fucking country to country every day mm-hmm. you had to take a ship to the, and probably things died off by the time you know things just grew in one place like europe where the plague i don't know much about it but i would imagine now it's a, it's a global issue why because hundreds of thousands if not millions of people are on planes between countries every day mm-hmm. if you have a thing here it's going to be there it's gonna be all over the globe so if you knew that potentially in the next 20, 30 years that something that could er- eradicate or fuck the whole globe could potentially happen, you would say we need to prepare for this. This is the way we would need to do it. I don't know. It's it's crazy conversation. But you know what I mean? Like It goes deep. Gets you thinking. Yeah. But that plane scenario that you're talking about, we didn't take that seriously. We still had the borders open, everything. People were still allowed to fly. Like that should be a number one decision lock that down yeah if you like but it wasn't taken seriously but again if you had flesh-eating disease yes but when you have but still you don't know what this could have mutated into but people would just it's mutating now right but people would go up in arms if you just tomorrow let's say covid went away tomorrow and then the next day or a week from now you said shut the borders down the millions of people that affects the businesses the everything else that that affects travel like everything seeing your family think of all the dying relatives across border blah blah people want to see i know you can't but just that's, say that's a, that's a sacrifice globally for humanity to make that decision even if it's on a smaller scale like if that mutated and it ended up going way crazy like you're saying yes if it like, came to <laughs> that yes but on the cold but if you don't get to it beforehand and make that decision at an early stage where it might not potentially be bad then Oh, yeah, it's not that bad, so we don't need to close the borders. And then it all of a sudden mutates, and that one person got across. It only takes the one person. But again, how do you tell people that... It doesn't... It, how do you tell people that there at that point there was no death rates or anything like that? Shut everything... Shut your whole business down. You can't do shit. But people... Don't you think people are going to wonder why? Like, why can't I do this, that, or the other? 
they're at they're asking oh there's this thing called COVID-19 well who's died from it no one that we know of okay but still shut your business down like that's the the fact that they've even been able to navigate it this far without a fucking world war is actually baffling my brain well the whole world's in the same thing i guess yeah but yeah well there's a world civil war of some sort where Mm -hmm. you know all you know where everybody's not trying to overthrow governments all over the place you know Mm. that's what's surprising to me (laughs) thank god for that yeah well well the like a good amount of people are right on board with this thing like like there's a there's a lot of people that are just like, yes, absolutely. Let's do everything we can. Wear the mask, do the this, do that. Lockdown, don't go anywhere. Everybody, like, there's a, a huge amount of people that are, well, let's follow every single rule, do exactly what they say, just burn through it. But a lot of those people don't have a restaurant or a business or a this or that. Like, there's that aspect to it, right? There's these people that have the jobs and they, they can do it. They can follow all those rules without, like, going under. But how many people just completely tank like how many restaurants are going to ever open again like do you know how many people went out of business and this and that and suicide rates and all this stuff so it wasn't handled well that's for sure i can't even imagine but it is kind of a first time thing in the new in this it's kind of a first it's a first global thing right so yes it wasn't managed very well it was managed well in china it seems they handled it well why because they were already prepared for that sort of thing so maybe maybe had, it took not not. They also had people well. on bikes going down streets, spraying the whole town like it was a yeah, like they know like it was the, a farm field. Yeah, like they're we ready. Didn't do any of that? They know what they're doing. They've they've dealt from what I've seen. They've dealt with this shit before. But they locked everybody times. up though, and yeah. nobody oh, was yeah. allowed to leave. Oh yeah, they were like like nobody would stand for. Where that we're here. like, oh yeah, you can do this, but you can't do that. You can't go into a small restaurant, but you can go into Canadian Tire yeah, with 50 yeah. person lineup and touch every yeah, product yeah. on the way in. Yeah, so but that so that's so that's giving the the point to the people who are like, no, we do every single thing. We lock down, put your fucking mask on this and that. Because I don't know, but at the same time it it's kind of common there, sense though. Yeah. It's kind of common sense if we can talk about this now, us not even up on that scale and we can kind of get a pretty good general concept on it and have some pretty good ideas, they could have too. But there's also dollars in those companies, the big corporations and all that stuff yep. that you're talking about that yep. still need to make their money. There's so so they're going to be, oh, listen, mm. we bring right. in this money, tax right. dollars and all this. So let's not fully shut it down. Right. Blah, right. Blah, there's blah, so right. many other moving right. parts. Yeah, there's yeah. so many other parts. But if that there. wasn't a thing in the and human population was really the main aspect and what people cared about, they would have just shut everything down. Well, let's put it this way in general. If money wasn't a factor, everything would have been totally different. Yeah, for sure. Money is a factor in everything. Everything would have been shut down. I'd be like, listen, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, if everyone was taken care of, then it would be, yeah, even then people would be going insane. Uh, Just being told what to do. Just being isolation, told what what to do. Yeah. 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 But there, I guess over there, it's like, it's a, they're communists, right? Over there in China still. So th- I guess they're used to a certain level of being told what to do more. That's why that sort of thing went easier. Whereas here, nobody's used to being told what to do. There's a freedom here that we have. It even goes back that to... That was taken away slightly in this It even this goes thing. back to the square footage. Like, some, like, the, like the gym is closed. And I always talk about the gym. One, because it's beneficial to your health and you get your blood going. You get everything working in your system and it's beneficial to you. But yet, you can sit in a grand opening... 
of a big store and have a 700 person lineup and everybody going there and touching, but yet you can't have the gym, the one thing that's beneficial to your health open. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. The, I think the justification there is you're not all handling every, everything you do at the gym is handling stuff that everybody else is handling. And, and I'm telling you the gym has never been cleaner until COVID happened. Yeah. You got every person in there cleaning every machine. You got more hired staff cleaning the gym at the same mm-hmm. time you got morning and night crews cleaning the gym but you think you're having anybody go into one of these big uh franchises wiping every product down that everybody's touched yeah. kids touching this parents I'm not touching a scientist, this. oh i don't like this putting it back i'm not a scientist but to me it's no different either. i think it's a money thing yeah yeah i that's what i think personally You think it's a money thing because. Well, how if you have a small business, a bread shop, it's easier to manage people and, and yeah, make sure people are sanitizing yeah. and see what they touch. And it's easier to manage that. But in a big store like that, you can't manage that. Right. You but don't you, know. But it's also hard to manage a bunch of little business. Whereas Walmart, you just deal with head office and head office says, OK. And you you can go in and you can you can systematically check a few WalMarts and make sure that they're all doing what head office promised they would do, and then you have a whole country of WalMarts where everybody can get their shit that you know from head office they're following the exact rules bylaws. You can go in and check randomly check all the WalMarts, make sure they're all following it. You're checking. Whereas if you have a hundred thousand small places, you can't go in there and yeah. manage a hundred thousand. So it's that, like that Jesse. It's every- like Jesse Sebastiano, the 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 bag boy. You think the fucking, how he says, you think the fucking bag boy knows where he's at right now? Yeah. You're telling me that you can trust, even if the guy walks around, head corporate walks around, yeah. and he sees a sign-off sheet, the washrooms are wiped down, yeah. you're going to know that that guy went in there and actually yeah. wiped no, no, what down? He's saying it's is, the same difference. What he's saying is Walmart enables you to give everybody the resources they need to survive because it's not the war and we can't give people rations. And so it gives everything, everybody the things they need to survive, and it's easier for the government to manage the rules. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but there's ways around it that you could probably manage it and would also, like, people can order groceries for the longest time now and have it delivered to the front or delivered to their house. There's ways to manage it around that. Not everybody's got to go in there and look at every I, fucking item. They're also yeah. using being able to go into those stores as that social aspect to just get out of the house. And probably for wandering sure. around for in the sure, store for, for two sure. hours just to get out of the house well, instead of being in lockdown. Well, that, that's a loophole that Walmart jumped right through because they had the grocery, right? This this blew my mind. Canadian Tire was shut down, but Walmart was open, right? Mm-hmm. But then you could go into Walmart and go out of the grocery section yeah. and into the section that is basically Canadian Tire. Yeah, exactly. And mull around there yeah. for as long as you wanted. Right. If I was Canadian, like Canadian Tire must have lost their shit and other bigger stores like that for, okay, Walmart's grocery can stay open, but you, you got to rope off the part of the store. That's not grocery. People need to get in, get their grocery, get out, not come in and mull around and buy the shit that Canadian Tire sell. You know what I mean? Bicycles and shit. Yeah. But I, so like that conspiracy thing, like look at Costco, for example, Costco has what those two stores combined has, but in bulk and at a lower cost. There's probably Costco is ready but, for this. But the difference is, is like that whole separation of like the Canadian tire side of Walmart and the shopping. I bet you there's somebody up in Costco who's looking to make an extra dollar and is going, you know, maybe if we 
mix up these aisles so we can't segregate it so that everybody's still buying more things instead of the needed and the necessary items there's tons of shit like that yeah happens. well that's just strat- you know what it's like that's being just a strategy st- exactly but that's not if, if costco is your company you're going to use whatever strategy you can just to, to keep your whole store open too exactly but if you really are taking it seriously in the aspect like we're talking like people yeah. are always going to find loopholes to things like Which that. it comes and, down to money like you were saying yeah right that's true yeah it's always about money. It's crazy. Make money, make money, money, money. Should we end it there? Sure. All right. Okay.